You're listening to Corporate Multiplayer. The official podcast of the 4-in-1 Game Zone. Hello and welcome to the 4-in-1 Game Zone podcast, Cooperative Multiplayer Live. And I am your host, Sean Garmer, even though I'm not feeling that great today. With me, as always, Mr. Mark Morrison. Howdy. Robert was going to be on, but we started listening to Randall's podcast, and then he got tired, and yeah. <laughs> so, he was like, yep, I can't go right now. But it's all right. Two of us can do this, as we usually do. How has it been going for you, Mark? Uh, pretty all right. I'm getting some good gaming in. Yeah, so I've heard. So what have you been playing? Uh, Diablo 3 on PS4. I got that in recently, like four days ago. I already beat it. Goodness. Well, um, like normal or? Uh, master, or like the, sec- the, the hardest difficulty until you beat it the first time. Oh. I, think that's, I think that's either hard or expert. Uh, so... That game on like, console—it's ridiculously easy. <laughs> even on like the what? So what? If it, are you running it again or? I already play. I've already played it on PC like a bunch of times, and I have like a level ah, okay. hundred character, Paragon character, and everything. But like playing it on consoles is just like—it's like baby mode. It's really fun. <laughs> I only died once. <laughs> <laughs> And that was at the wow. very last pause, and that was just because I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> so, what makes it a baby mode or whatever? Well, there's two things. One, you can roll and dodge, which helps out quite a bit. I'd imagine so. And the second is, uh, there's no lag. <laughs> that SO would help a lot. Oh, so there's a lot of lag and... There's not a ton, but there's enough to be noticeable. Yeah, see, I have all of Blizzard's games on PC except for Diablo 3, because I got that on console first, because it was cheaper. Well, it's, I think it's actually better on console. Like, I mean, if you're really into Diablo, then it's better on PC, obviously, just because it gets patched quicker and has more stuff in it, but... Like it's, I think it's a better experience on like console for sure. Yeah. See, I would think that. Well, I've heard that they don't they patch the console versions pretty quickly though. Yeah, but like, I'm not even. I didn't see any option for the season mode that like the PC version has. Yeah. See, I think that's not in there. There's just certain things that aren't. Like that would be cool if it had it, because I'd definitely do that then. But. Or it would have been nice if they could transfer characters. Right. <laughs> that would have been nice. They probably should have done that, considering, but... I think they're probably thinking that... If you're gonna buy for the console, you don't already have it. Um... On, uh... On the PC. Yeah. People wouldn't be buying both. Plus, you already had to buy a... 
the expansion or whatever it's separate basically it was a new game if you bought the original Diablo 3 on the console yeah what else I got uh, Borderlands for PS4 for that stupid pack double pack double pack I should say I only played uh, the se- the pre-sequel for like an hour. It seemed fine. It seemed like more Borderlands. Yeah, that's how I felt too. Like, it's not great, but if you need something to do, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, how's that uh, Final Fantasy stuff? I heard you got that in as well. Yeah, I got Typo in, and it came with that demo. Uh, the demo of Final 15 is kind of weird. And homoerotic. <laughs> yes, yes, it is very. I keep expecting like the game to turn into Deliverance at some point. <laughs> or broke back mountain. Yeah. Uh, I like type uh, type O a lot though. It's an interesting game because of how many characters you have and like switching between them. And some systems are incredibly half baked. But I still, I think there is a lot of actual good gameplay in that game. I don't. I think I they just try to do too many game modes in one. Well, the two things I'll, I'll mention is I have no idea what's happening in the story. I think I'm in chapter three somewhere. I expect the story to go absolutely nowhere, except for the evil-sounding Steve Bloom, who always voices Wolverine, to be like the bad guy or something. Or maybe like the maybe the mother is the bad guy at the end, and uh, the PP system or whatever the hell it's called, like you can have like ghost characters just jump in and fight with you, seems very poorly thought out. Yeah, that just really seemed weird to me. Cause then, and then also just when you when you don't get to pick your party or whatever they sometimes some of the ones that are picked for you are just not the ones you need and they don't necessarily work out that great well well, I read a guide like the first mission I did like where I could pick my own party this is before I read the guide but I just selected yes I didn't know, know what that system meant and then I couldn't pick my like switch between characters and I was like what the hell so I finally had to read a guide that basically said, when you're playing a mission first, pick, you know, do it normally, and then replay the mission with the PP characters so they can get those points. Yeah, they should have made that a lot simpler. See, that that's one of the things, like, they, they could have really, you know, they're talking about redoing stuff of Final Fantasy VII. Why not take a little bit more time to kind of go through some of the stuff that doesn't work? Or doesn't work for you know a different console or whatever. Instead, so they kind of just ported it over the way it is. And I heard, I, well, I, heard I heard it was pretty different from the PSP version, though. Well, I'm sure there's stuff that's not in that version or whatever, but still think uh, more could be done, I guess. And also, just I think it's just kind of fun to level those guys. Yeah, but, I mean, that is, it gives you a lot of options to level them, and, you know. Yeah, like the card guy is kind of fun to mess around with. <laughs> yeah, I like using the card guy, because you don't have to be necessarily just right there. You can 
do different attacks with him and kind of stay away from getting hurt. It was pretty funny. The one time I got pretty stuck when I was replaying the mission, though, and I almost had to quit it. Because I, I tried to do it on, like, the harder mode. Yeah. Uh, and I got to a point where I was locked off, and there was a air few airships outside the range, and I already lost, like, half of my team by that point. And I had two PP characters with me. They weren't doing anything. And the, char the character I was playing as was a melee character who had no ranged magic. Yikes. So eventually I had to lose that character and switch like to the one character I had left with a ranged magic because I don't use melee that much. And finally I switched to her and she killed the airship and I was able to go. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's kind of sometimes what happens in that game. But overall, it's really good, and I think people should uh, try it out. Maybe you want to wait till it goes on sale or something. But you should. I, I definitely recommend people should pick it up. It's it's pretty good. Well, if it's still on sale for from GameFly for fifteen bucks, it's worth a purchase for sure. Oh, we done. I uh, also picked up Residents of Fate on PSN, but I'll never play that. <laughs> Why not? I don't have the hard drive facing my PS3. Ah, uh, yeah, that, that again. And finally, I've been playing Deception 4 on PS4. How's that? Uh, really weird. So, it's an expansion pack to the first one, or Deception 4 on PS3, which I reviewed originally. Didn't kind of like. This one's better because it has a better, like, map mode, or how the story happens, progresses, is a lot better. But the weird thing is, is every level that you play gives you a video to show you how to do it. So it, like, holds your hand? Yeah. If you want to. You don't have to. And some of them are kind of, like, some of them are pretty tricky, but it's like, why did they include this? Like, it's fine if they did, but you should be able to fail a mission, like, once or twice, and then go, oh, this is how you're supposed to do it. So people who have no idea what deception is... What kind of game is it in? It is a third-person strategy game, or strategy action. Uh, basically, you're, you're in a room, and you can, cap, you can place on the ground, uh, you can place traps on the ground, wall, or ceiling to kill people. And the idea is you can, tra you can chain traps together. So, you could, like, one of the traps could make, it's a rake, and it, when an enemy hits it, they... Uh, stumble into a next the next square, and then you can have a boulder fall on them, and then you can have like an axe erupt from the ceiling to kill them. Wow, it's a, a it's an actual it's a pretty long running but pretty obscure game series. It was originally on the PS One. <laughs> wow, but like only in uh, Japan, right? No, the first. I think they've all come to America. Because <laughs> there's, oh, really? been, there's been five games. Or, yeah. I, I don't eh. know, I remember only hearing it, like, after three. But I could be wrong, I guess. Well, I think the first one I played was, uh, it was called Kegaro Deception 2. Like, I, if I remember right, I remember right, the first one is, like, first person. And super weird. And But Deception 2 was, like, where it turned to third person, you could actually see your character. Which is helpful. 
No, that, yeah, that would definitely make sense. And they've all they've all featured like like pretty scantily clad women in every game, which I find funny. <laughs> well, that's uh, then it's. It, it's a Japanese. That makes that game, right? Yeah, it's a Japanese game. But the best thing I found was a pretty funny translation error where you can like see the you can see like profiles and all the enemies you face, and it was pretty early on. But the game kept calling this hunter a a man when the hunter had boobs and had the female symbol next to his her name. <laughs> and, and I was curious if it was like just a translation fuck-up, or if they were to commenting down on, like, trans or, uh, like, transsexuals or something. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of betting it's the first one, but the second one would make it a lot better. <laughs> well, let's, let's hope that the... I, oh, I took a, I took a screenshot, so it'll be in my review eventually. Ha, <laughs> <laughs> huh, I like it. The biggest problem with that game is, like, trap behavior is still very unpredictable, which makes comboing, like, not fun, or not that much fun. Yeah. Like, I'm currently stuck on a level where you have to chain together five traps, and trying to do it is, like, insane. Yeah. Uh, well, hopefully, uh, I mean, is it? That's there's not a lot wrong with it, right? No, it actually works a lot better than the, the third one. It looks a lot better too. The, the boobs jiggle a lot more, so thank you for that PS4. <laughs> I noticed they're, that when I was playing it. At least uh, it's not like uh, Dead or Alive where they jiggle individually, right? It's almost approaching that way. I noticed that when I was playing it earlier. I'm like, what's going on here? Because you can also armor break enemies and like the female like warriors and stuff. I'm like, yeesh. Oh my God. Well, yeah, and like you said, Japanese game. You know, they're gonna kind of have some fan service in there. All yep. right. Well, I, I have played absolutely nothing, so. Mission accomplished. Yep. <laughs> Uh, the G1 started, and then I've just had a crappy week, so it's, yeah. I, I probably should have used games to probably not think about it, but just, yeah. I, oh, well, anyway. I, I did try to play a little KOTOR 2 today, and that pet, the gamepad controls are kind of weird. <laughs> Playing that on PC? Yeah, they just released a patch for it. Oh, so you, it would have gamepad controls? Pretty much. Nice. But, they, like, they don't tell you what they are. Well, that's, yeah, that's really intuitive. Yeah, let's just include it, the gamepad controls, but then not tell you what they do. That's... Like, it was like, it, it's the prologue, and it was like, press V to go into solo mode, and I was, like, looking at my controller, and I'm like, I don't have a V button, sorry. <laughs> Alright, so they have uh, the MPD has released the best selling games of June. Uh, surprisingly, Elder Scrolls Online Tamriel Unlimited got number two. 
Batman Arkham Knight, of course, number one. With only 12 days, 12 days of sales, I should know. Lego Jurassic World was number three. Witcher 3, Wild Hunt, Splatoon, Minecraft, Grand Theft Auto 5, Mortal Kombat 10, NBA 2K15, and Call of Duty Advanced Warfare run up the list. Jeez, that Call of Duty still selling. That was one of the better uh, Call of Duty games, at least. Yeah, at least. I'm just surprised it's still there. I'm surprised uh, Grand Theft Auto is still there. It's crazy. And a PC game. I mean... That kind of makes sense, I would think. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad to see Splatoon still sticking around, though. So. I'm, I'm pretty surprised about LEGO Jurassic World, actually. It's probably because of all the systems. I remember, yeah. like, the LEGO, the video game or whatever was up there for a little while, for, like, a couple months. The Elder Scrolls Online one is kind of... I think that people would have just, you know... Gave up. That or... Gave up like Bethesda did. <laughs> right. Well, um, the X -divi Xbox division of Microsoft, uh, well, Microsoft itself actually didn't do too well. It lost $2.1 billion, but the Xbox revenue grew by 27% because it had strong console sales. That reminds me. Xbox Live transactions and first-party games. So, And the Surface Pro 3 also had like 117% growth. So... That reminds me of when people kept saying that Microsoft was going to spin off the Xbox. Yeah, right? Well, but, you know, this is also before they had really thought about actually doing the price cuts and all that stuff. Yeah. I really hope Windows 10 works out. <laughs> yeah, it should. That's what they're hoping for. They're hoping that Windows 10 will create a lot of opportunities for them and that you'll see more for them. Couldn't get any worse. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm excited for the upgrade to come. Let's see what happens. It's supposed to go live and what, by the time next, we're, we're talking next. to you again next week? Yep. I'm thinking about like just wiping my computer off and like just doing a fresh format for it. Yeah, but then you lose all your stuff, right? I got a backup drive. Yeah, see, I need a... I have my external hard drive, but I gotta think about whether I want to do that or not. I should probably just <laughs> go ahead with it. Even though I'm probably gonna have to use my... I'm gonna have to use this external hard drive for my Xbox One when Rock Band comes out, so... Because it's pretty much at its limit at this point. <laughs> We don't have to do it like, I mean, you could just copy it over and then do it and then just erase it. Yeah, sure. So how would you, you just copy the Windows drive and everything? Or? Well, copy what you want to keep. Like, I have a bunch of TV shows or comics or, you know, yeah. music and stuff. I just copy all Like, I wouldn't copy game files over or anything like that. I'd copy, right, yeah. I'd copy saves over, but that's about it. Yeah. Well, Steam keeps all that anyway, right? Steam keeps most of it, but some games don't have that ability yet, or never will. Just because they're too out of date. Ah. Uh, well, I mean, it'd be nice if, it'd be nice if every game just had, like, 20 megabytes to play around with for saves, but I don't see that ever happening. Well, at least I do it for some of them, though. Yeah. Like, a lot of newer games have it. 
Well, speaking of that Windows uh, PC, Xbox or Microsoft has brought out the streaming uh, out of the preview group into the public. Um, so whenever Windows 10 actually starts working for people, you can use the new Xbox app to start streaming games to your Windows 10 PC. Only thing that sucks is you gotta have a wired Xbox 360 or Xbox One controller. So if you don't have one of those, you're kind of screwed. Um, they were supposed to release that thing that makes the Xbox One controller work on your PC. I don't know if that means that once you have that, it'll work, but... Yeah, yeah. I don't, I, they don't even sell wired Xbox One controllers, right? No, they have always been sketchy about that type of stuff. I remember when they had a they had a dongle for the 360 controller too, and like that thing got delayed a bunch of times and came out to like little fanfare and like died kind of quickly. In it was very strange. Yeah, that's really weird. You would think that they just make it a big deal okay here we go so you can play your window yeah because if it's going to be this thing where the only way you can play it is you have to have either the dongle or a wired 360 controller which they're getting more rare by the moment you, you kind of need to do something to make that readily available but let's see well there's always that ps4 thing to trick your computer into thinking it's a th like Xbox 360 controller <laughs> Let's see if that's going to work with those games, though. It's going to be interesting if Microsoft's going to have it to where you can actually do things. I mean, you can also use your computer to control your Xbox One, so that's something. I can use that since my Xbox One's in the other room. But uh, Microsoft might be facing some litigation, though, over the disc scratch problem uh, for the 360. Uh, they thought that they were going to get it dismissed uh, similar to how the uh, it was similar to another case that's happened before where they, they thought that it's all caused by consumers and not the system itself so they figured it should get dismissed and the judge said no either you're going to get litigation or you're going to get a supreme court ruling on this thing so Microsoft might be having to pay some money this doesn't work out in their favor. They've apparently received 55,000 complaints to customer service over the disc scratching problem. I've always heard just don't move your 360 Ever. with a disc inside. Yeah. I mean, that's just logical anyway. Why would you leave your disc in there so that if you drop it or something, it's pretty much screwed? But... You know, do you think it really is the... Now, I have noticed this, though. Sometimes I have noticed scratches on my discs from the 360 that weren't there, that I know weren't there. So, But isn't that like a, with a lot of things, though, that they eventually just scratch over time? The, the, the thing you're using will scratch them? Well, there might be like a particle of dust in the drive that might like does it or something like that. Like, the 360 was not a well-designed system when it came out. Like, the later versions got better about that type of stuff, but it's, it was still never, like, on the league of, like, a PS3. <laughs> right. Well, it's also because the PS3 was 
top loaded, so you didn't have to worry about the stuff yeah. getting into the drive and all that. I always didn't necessarily like the whole having the drive come out and then you have to put it in there and then you don't know what gets into that and but I you know you think that they're eventually gonna, they're gonna have to pay money or you just gonna get dropped I mean if at max they'll probably for the 55,000 people or whatever whoever's in this complaint those credit them like $50 in their 360 account and say go buy whatever you want yeah, probably. I mean, look what happened. Look like the Sony hack stuff. Like, nothing. <laughs> People got, yeah. like, three games, and that was about it. But that's, you know, that's the thing with... But Sony's is so old, I have to wonder if that'll apply here. Well, this is even older. I mean... <laughs> yeah, it's from 2008, I think. But I don't know if they're going to be like, oh, yeah, okay, you can only get games from 2008. Even like it Sony, Sony was like, okay, you could only get certain games that were there when the PSN went down. Like, okay. You can only get Halo 3 or Gears of War 1 or 2, but not 3. <laughs> that, 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 would be, that would be pretty funny. That would be great. Wow. Alright, so... I think that's kind of it for well you know you're uh do you is it a big deal that the windows 10 is going to have mandatory updates like i know there's a lot of people that don't like the updates at all i always update my computer uh it's a big deal because some updates break computers oh well yeah but i mean that would mean that microsoft would have to take responsibility for that though right if, if you're making these mandatory you'd think so but you'd be wrong <laughs> Why not? If you're if you're sitting here making a mandatory, then it's your fault that the because Microsoft cannot account for every type of computer on the market or every type of software. So if they make a patch that fixes one thing, that's fine, but it might break something on another program that someone like someone uses. Ah, okay, okay. okay. Like there was a patch. I forget the patch name, but uh, it was a patch like a mandatory, or it was supposed to be like a. A critical or important patch, and I installed it, and it broke the Microsoft installer. It literally would say, like, whenever I'd click on it to install something, like the .msi installer would go, uh, this is not a valid installation. I was like, what? <laughs> and I eventually, <laughs> I eventually had to track down what patch that was, uh, get rid of it, and then stop Microsoft, or stop Windows update from ever installing it again. <laughs> wow. So, yeah, patch, like, it's always good to wait a week or two when patches first come out to see if they are broken or how broken they are before you install them. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I need to start doing that. Though. I haven't had a problem like that before, but I mean, I've always kind of got lucky like that as well, that, you know, people have had the whole where the, you do an update to the to your, uh, your game console and it does the same thing where it'll crash or whatever. I never had that problem, so it's kind of gotten lucky, I guess, with, with my systems not doing that.
So did you see where apparently ESPN was showing uh, Evo? And no. they were playing... Okay, so there was the Guilty Gear uh, third sign. I watched that. That was pretty funny. Yeah, that, that's what I was talking about. Like, the guy that decides he he doesn't know that he's not on the third round. He thinks he's... Or he thinks he's on the third round, but the other guy knows it's the second round. So he makes this awesome comeback, and he starts running around and all this stuff. And the guy just basically beats him before he can even figure out that, oh, crap, there's one more round. <laughs> and the ESPN commentators are just, like, loving it. They're just, they're dying. It's, it's great. Oops. What did you think? That's, that was pretty funny. There were, there were uh, I watched most some of EVO. I watched the uh, Ultimate, Mortal Con- or Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 3 tournament, some of that. And then I watched the Street Fighter 4 one. Okay. Anything of note? Uh, people need to stop picking Sentinel and Ultimate, Mor- and, uh, Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 3. <laughs> Why, he sucks? No, he's like he's like the god-tier character. Like, everyone picks him. <laughs> I- you think that they would be able to just figure out that you can't use him or something? Though? Well, I mean, they're probably like... Like if you're playing against someone, there might be like a rule, but like in competitions like that, like it's free, it's fair game. But right. like Sentinel is just so boring to watch because it's just garbage. And Street Fighter was pretty fun. Oh uh, well, speaking of Street Fighter, Capcom decided to possibly change the way you look at fighting games as far as DLC goes. They've gone the Rock Band and Guitar Hero route of making Street Fighter V a platform instead of basically making Turbo Editions and X and Alpha and bazillion other editions of Street Fighter like you normally see. You're just going to get one Street Fighter V. They're going to put in updates. They're going to put in the DLC. And you can get it either by earning coin in the game or you can buy them. What do you think about this? You think uh, this is really going to be a big, big deal for Street Fighter Five? Is it going to make people buy the game? Well, I think people buy it just because of Street Fighter Five. But uh, I really worry about how much a character is going to cost with their zenny or coin or whatever the hell they're going to call it. Right. Yeah, because if they basically make it double the price of I mean, but if you're good at that game, it shouldn't be that hard to earn coins. So. Well, it's like if you, let's say, you win a match, like win a like a match, or win a round, or you know, a fight with someone. Let's say you get 200 coins or something. That's fine. But let's say if you want to unlock like M Bison or Vega or whoever the hell is going to be in it, it costs 50,000 coins. It's like it's going to be there forever trying to grind out that. And if, if they like another character, that's that'll be like fifty thousand more. And it's like, well, I mean, you could spend, you know, a thousand dollars playing that game, but most people w- wouldn't, and they just want to like those buy them. Yeah, and especially if they sell them individually, and you just get the one that you want, it probably makes more sense. But you know, it's a way for them to make money, and technically, you don't have to buy them, I guess. 
everyone just buy Dan, and that's all. They, that's all anyone cares about. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, you know, I'm also worried about what if the you know because everybody, not everybody likes the certain updates or the changes to to the games that are made. If they're going to allow you it to be a personal choice, whether you want to, <laughs> let's say that they do kind of make a turbo upgrade. Are you going to have the option to not have to do the upgrade? You can still play against people, or are you going to have to do it? And then, by virtue of that, it's not the same game that you, you want to play anymore. I'd like to think that they would just do what they did in Ultra Street Fighter 4, and just let you play different versions of characters. Like, that was actually a pretty cool system. Where you had, like, a, you had, like, four different versions of Ken, because there have been four different versions, so... Like, the first one had a very powerful, like, much more powerful uppercut than the than the other three. Oh, okay. And you could play, like, against anybody that wasn't a restriction? Or yeah. Hmm. So I imagine they just do that, like, patch 2.0 is turbo and adds eight other characters, and it might, like, change the damage of Ryu's fireball it, like reduces that but increases his hurricane kick damage or something like that nice I mean whatever we'll see they've been doing a lot of patch notes for like or patches for like Mortal Kombat or King Killer Instinct and no one really cares so <laughs> <laughs> well you know Pillar in- Killer Instinct is really I think just dropped off no it, it did pretty well at Evo and it was Actually, really impressive. What how, how the guy won? Really? Besides, I, know, I just haven't heard of a lot of people just. Well, besides, like Capcom is basically copying Killer Instinct for Street Fighter Five. Yeah, true. But they don't. I don't. They're not issuing like a season pass thing like they you are with. They will eventually. <laughs> it's Capcom, of course they will. <laughs> Well, you would hope that, that that's why they're doing this, so you don't do that, but who knows. The first eight are free if you want. If you want to unlock uh, Skullomania, you have, to pay, you have to pay extra for him. <laughs> so, hey, uh, something that we pretty much knew was going to happen, but we had to wait for the confirmation. Project Cars has been canceled on the Wii U. Well, yeah, that's not surprising at all. They're, after they've already made it for all these other systems, they're not going to just make it for the Wii U, especially when they're already making Project Cars 2. Just not going to happen. Well, it's not even a matter. I don't think the Wii U is just not powerful enough to run that game. Yeah, that's that's what like, they were basically saying. Yeah. I, I, I don't I don't begrudge them that. Like, even if they weren't making Project Cars 2, like, that system, like it could, that system just still could not run it adequately. Yeah, didn't they have to take a lot of the, out of Watch Dogs to get it to run on the Wii U? Yeah. Yeah, see, why would you want to do that to your game? It's not even the same game. That doesn't make any sense. But hey, at least Nintendo's promising that we're going to get Devil's Third on the Wii U this year. And it's coming, I, to, and it's coming to PC. I forgot about that game, honestly. <laughs> that was the game that they showed at E3 last year as like a special... I think uh, IGN had it as like a special thing that they were going to do on their stream, and then I never saw it again. And I was like, okay. 
that's cool that they're going to release this game. It's made by the guy who's known for making the Dead or Alive series and Ninja Gaiden and all that. Uh, Itagaki. Itagaki, yep. yeah. So, hopefully it's good. But, uh, you know, I just think that it's... They've kept really quiet in this game for a reason. It's, I'm, I'm sure they're not expecting a whole lot here. I don't... Yeah, I'm not expecting great things. Like, Ninja Gaiden was cool, but that's kind of about it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this cool. The, the game was cool for the Wii U because it was very adult-oriented. It's something you really don't... It was sort of like another... Bayonetta, like, you don't see this kind of game on the Wii U that often, so it's really cool to see, but then again, you know. The difference is that Bayonetta 2 was a good game, and a lot of the reports about this one have not been great. (laughs) Why not just just make a Mad World 2? Hey, I reviewed Mad World. I liked it. I'm, I'm not... I haven't heard... I... I played it once, and it was fine, but it's like, well, at least that game had, like, a personality to it. Yeah, that was the cool thing. It had its personality. It was in black and white, like, you know. I, I'll probably... It was one of those, like, few Wii games that I got to play, and I wasn't annoyed by it. So. One, one of the three. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, apparently, Star Citizen's getting some flack for... What people are calling being a feature creep, where the, he's basically trying to add in a bunch of stuff, and then the stuff gets delayed because he's trying to add in too much. What do you think? Is he to to those people? I would say, have you have you not played Freelancer before? Like, no shit. That, that's what he does. Well, people like me who have not played Freelancer. Uh, Freelancer was like build as like a super. It was supposed to, it was build like stars. It was build as like Star Citizen. Like you got this whole big galaxy. You can fly around. You can take on like a bunch of different missions. You can go on planets and do stuff. And like Microsoft, like that game was in development for like three or four years. And eventually Microsoft took it over and was like, no, just make a flight game and it'll be fine. <laughs> and that's why he left in the first place. And well, yeah. For, for what it's actually worth, I actually liked Freelancer a lot. It had a very cool control scheme for the time. But, like, yeah, Star Citizen is adding, like, that FPS mode, and you can, like, think you can hop on planets, and it's like, no, make a flight game. That's all people, people care about. I don't care about some ghetto first-person shooter. That's going to suck. Yeah, make the game that people were had originally paid for, but then, you know, when he announced first person shooter, that's when he got a lot of the money. So I'm guessing he feels like kind of obligated he has to now. Just look how well Dust five one four did, huh? <laughs> yeah, not so much. But I hey mean, I want Star Citizen to come out and be good and hopefully I can review it. But like yeah, it's just getting, it's, like, when people are also spending, like, 40 grand, or 20 grand on a ship, that's insane. 
Yeah, that's really insane. 20 grand on a ship? God. Why? I'd rather spend 20 grand on a car that you can actually drive than in a game that is not even out yet. Yeah, and who, I mean, and the way they're going about it might not be out for a while. I so, estimate I, yeah. it's actually a race to see if that game gets out first or No Man's Sky. And I would honestly bet on No Man's Sky. <laughs> yeah, I would probably bet on No Man's Sky at this point. We see a lot more of it. Well, in the last month, anyway. So, Fallout Shelter has made 5.1 million in one week. Um, that's in its first two weeks on the App Store. That's pretty cool. Uh, apparently, be they're noting that apparently it has to do with the fact of the way that they don't really have uh, the free-to-play doesn't have just pay-to-win stuff, and it doesn't have stuff that makes you feel like you have to buy it in order to want to have items or whatever so go uh and it also has offline play you don't have to be online for it so which that is helps. a nice plus i mean it's still a bunch of like timers which kind of irritates people but it's not in your face about give me money now <laughs> right yeah that's the thing that pisses me off too when i'm like constantly bombarded by Hey, do you want to spend money on this? No, I don't. Just let me play the game. Oh, well, you have to wait 30 minutes. Oh, well. <laughs> I think I'm not going to play this game now. Thanks. So, have you heard about the Fallout 4? I think this is kind of cool about Fallout 4. Like, apparently, they recorded so many lines of dialogue between the male and female characters that it could pretty much be a completely different scene if you play it with a woman as compared to a man they've been recording lines for like two years and I mean that's pretty cool I mean if you're able to almost play sort of a different game depending on what gender of character you are that gives a lot of replayability yeah I'm more curious about I think when that trailer when they showed like the character creator stuff when they had the male like the male or female and then they had their spouse behind them like, I'm curious if that spouse comes back in that game. Well, did you have spouses in the other games come back? Yeah, no, you know, you always were like, oh, you had no spouses in those games. Oh, yeah, you were by yourself, so. Probably, I'd say not, because you're kind of just, be, just being sent on the mission to do... Yeah, but in, you, so. well, in those in those games, there's always like an overarching mission, and that would be in Fallout Four, be go rescue your spouse. <laughs> ah, well, I mean, I'm guessing they would appear then, right? If you're... In, in in Fallout Three, it was basically go rescue your dad. <laughs> well, and I think Fallout One was like go get the water chip. <laughs> yeah, that that's yeah. <laughs> I've played part of the first one. It's, that's all it is. Go get the water thing. Which is really weird, going back to play that game. Oh, It's pretty hard. Like, yeah. by today's standards, like it's if you just fucked it down in, some, in front of someone, they'd be like, no, thank you. The having to click constantly to change what you're doing, and even to, like, attack or whatever, it's just like, 
Yeah, I'm trying to kill a rat, and this is a pain in the ass. What? Yeah. Not, not something good. I mean, I'm sure it was great for its time or whatever, but just... Oh, yeah, but... It, I mean, games in that time period were also, like, a lot, a lot more archaic and, like, just really screwed up to play. Right. So last week we talked about how um, Jaeger had split from Deep Silver and they're no longer making Dead Island 2. Apparently, they just basically had a difference of opinion. Um... Jaeger and Deep Silver didn't have the same vision. It fell out of alignment, and now uh, it doesn't have a developer. So uh, Jaeger does say that they're working on, you know, they're working on Dreadnought right now, and that Gamescom is going to be awesome because they apparently have more projects to show. Uh, I really like Spec Ops Line. I'm excited, kind of, for Dreadnought. You think this is uh, a better deal for Jaeger then? done with the game that they really didn't see going what they wanted? I guess kind of, but also, like, Spec Ops, the thing about Spec Ops was, like, the story. It right. certainly wasn't the gameplay. Yeah, uh, the, the gameplay was... Yeah. So, like, if... I'm not sure if that writer's still there or not who wrote Spec Ops, but... I mean, Dreadnought might be cool, but I'd be curious, like, if they could actually make a good playing game, or if it's just all based on story. Yeah, also, that's... Also, who cares about Dead Island 2? I completely agree. <laughs> As you said last week, you know, they let Escape from Dead Island just be out there. And said, that just did wonders. I mean, they, are, like, they have Dying Light now, so... It, it would be better to make a sequel to that, which they probably are somewhere. It, it's yeah. not. You're not going to have like EA would not like would not make like a John Madden game and then make another football game along with it. <laughs> Don't give them the idea. And Blitz does not count. <laughs> yeah, no, Blitz doesn't count. They just took that over from Midway when it died. Which did you see that they're somebody's making a Kickstarter so that you can get a documentary on Midway? Well, some of Redstone created a stock problem, so <laughs> a little insider trading, and that's what killed Midway. Well, at least they can interview like my friend uh, Dave Lang for it. Nice. So, are you excited at the fact that there might be more Borderlands stuff coming? <laughs> Randy Pitchford says, we have no idea if it's going to be called Borderlands 3, 4, 5, whatever. It's not anything imminent, but there is something Borderlands being worked on. It'll be called Borderlands Colonial Marines. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Speaking exactly. of that, I saw some of like Pitchford's comments about aliens, uh, Colonial Marines. What a dick. What do you say? Well, he basically he said like, "Oh, I lost. I invested ten or fifteen million dollars of my own money in this game." It's like that. Okay, didn't you didn't you see the final product? Like, you should have known better. Yeah, like you weren't there after you invested money in it, knowing that the game sucked. And he also basically refuses to apologize for that game. Wow. Like still, but That's... and. 
and him going like, oh, we're gonna cr- we're gonna uh, give Duke Nukem to another developer to work on. It's like, no, no one cares about Duke Nukem. Yeah, for but, real. Like, why not just make another redneck rampage while you're at it? <laughs> yeah, just be done with Duke Nukem. Put that thing up for a while. Or forever. Yeah. yeah uh- just make, well, just make an Evil Dead game while you're at it. I mean, screw it, why not? That'd be awesome. <laughs> no. If you played any of the Evil Dead games, you'd not say that. Well, no, not the not the previous ones, no. But, hey, they could make a good game if they tried. At, at least, uh, I mean, I am kind of excited for some more Borderlands stuff, but hopefully it's somewhat of a departure from the previous series already. I'd, I'd be more interested in more Tales from the Borderlands stuff than anything about the main series. Yeah, or just use those characters. And make it more story than making it more about the same gameplay we've seen. About the same nameless, soulless, voiceless people that you play in any of the main games. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Give them a little bit more life. It's funny in Borderlands 2 when, like, the people from Borderlands 1 are, like, now your quest givers. And it's like, why does this dude have a voice? All he did in the first game was grunt and shout turret when I when I threw it at people. <laughs> so much inconsistency there. Yeah. So, are you... <laughs> I really don't care about this, but... Randy Pritchford is making a big deal about the fact that you know they own Brothers in Arms now, so they're gonna ma- they're making a Brothers in Arms game. Thank you, They've always owned it. It's always been their franchise, I thought. Well, well, they're I, making. Uh, what it ha- it's been a long while since we had a Brothers in Arms game, though, right? Yeah. I mean, I guess the interesting thing would be if they made another. Uh, if it went back to World War Two. Which there actually has not been a World War Two game in quite a long while. Yeah, other than Wolfenstein. Well, it's, that's not World War Two, but yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Then, duh. like, I don't know what I'm thinking about. But. No, I mean, well, it does take place in like World War Two, but I mean, it's you know. It's not trying to be historically accurate. Or yeah. yeah. I don't think the super shotgun existed in, during D-Day. <laughs> Well, uh, yeah, depending on whose hands that got into, that wouldn't have been too great for anybody. <laughs> but if I remember right, the Brothers and Arms games did pretty well. Like, they weren't, like, you know, big system sellers or anything, but they mostly reviewed pretty well. And there was that really funny Call of Duty problem they had when that game came out. Which was... I think it was a few years ago. It's, like, several, but some Call of Duty producer, like, said Brothers and Arms sucked. And, like, Call of Duty is better. And, like, I think it was Treyarch. It was, it was about World, World at War. Treyarch had to, like, apologize for that guy, saying, like, no, Brothers in Arms is cool. And, like, fine. This guy's kind of an ass clown. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Nice. Just but, put him under the bus. Yeah, you can finally see D-Day in the PS4, and that'll be great. That's what we all wanted. 
I mean, yeah, you're right, though. It has been a while. I think people can kind of get back into that again instead of the all the advances of the Call of Duty and the way they've kind of tried to do everything but go back to that. Which, to be fair, it's a good thing that they did because they were just really running that into the ground beforehand. So. Well, I wouldn't mind a good World War II game every, like, three to four years. But, yeah, Call, Call of Duty... And then, like, Brothers in Arms, and there was like, at least, like, two or three other games there. Yeah. It's like, no, because, I mean, World War II kind of sucks playing it, because you have a bunch of crappy weapons. <laughs> right, yeah. If you're trying to be authentic, it's a bunch of stuff that, you know, especially once you're used to the games now, just going back to that doesn't always work. They're playing a World War One game, and you have to spend three minutes reloading your, your rifle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, put the you gotta put the musket in the hand and all that. It just it'll be a quick, it'll just be a one long quick time event for every reload. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It, it would take a while. You'd probably get somehow you'd have to be pressing another button so you wouldn't get shot while you're doing that too. Just insane. So, speaking of something that I never thought would happen, I'm, I'm glad. I mean, I know we talk about remasters or whatever, but this is technically a PS2 game, so I'm totally fine with it, even though I have it on my PS3. It's, it was one, before they had that big sale, it was the only PS non-PS3 game that I had on my system, because I love this game so much. Odin Spear is getting remastered for the PS4, PS3, and PS Vita. It's not only getting remastered, it's pretty much getting enhanced all the way around. It's getting a combat system enhancement, new features that make the gameplay smoother and faster. Uh, they'll have a classic mode if you don't want to play the new version. Um, it's coming out in Japan next year. But, you know, there's going to be new, new enemies, bosses, battles, pretty much everything, plus the, the visuals. Uh, Vanillaware does great stuff. They're the ones that made Dragon's Crown and uh, a few other games as well. So, yeah. I mean, if you've never seen this, this is one of the most beautiful games that came out for the PS2. Uh, one of the best RPGs that came out for the PS2. It's a side-scrolling action RPG, but it just feels so unique. It's not, not a lot of games out there like it. So, what do you think? Uh, you like Odin Sphere? Uh, I tried to play it, but it never, it, it wasn't a good playing game. And I don't mean that, like, negatively, but the PS2 version had a lot of frame rate problems. Yes, it did. And so did kind of the PS3 version. <laughs> like, it ran better on the PS3, for sure, but it was, still wasn't perfect. So, uh, yeah. it's fine if they want to port it. Like, if, I mean, for me, it, it all comes down to price. If it's 20 bucks, that's fine. If it's 60 no, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I think they've kind of learned their lesson. Unless it includes more than one game, you really can't justify charging more than 30 or 40 bucks for these remasters. But if I remember right, it was a pretty fun little game. It was pretty grind-heavy, though, if I remember yeah, right. Yeah, it's, it's big-time grind-heavy. Because it's like, play this one map 40 times to get all the materials you'll need to brew whatever potion you might want. <laughs> Yeah, plus the maps, you it goes all the way to the end, and you have to go backwards sometimes to beat some of the enemies or whatever. It's just it the the level design wasn't always the best, but 
it, it's still a pretty cool game for the time that it came out in like 2007. Yeah. So they need to the, they need to port over uh, Persona 4 Golden to the PS PS4. <laughs> that would be great. Now, especially since you know the Vita's slowly dying a death. Yeah. Might as well. Did you see the cap the Street Fighter board game that they're gonna make? No. Is it Monopoly? No, it's, uh... Can, can I beat Gal's flash kick? <laughs> so, uh, Josco Games is partnering with Capcom to make a Street Fighter-themed board game. Uh, they have a figure of Akuma out there already. Um, and they're also going to make Ryu, Akuma, Chun-Li, and a few others into Jasco's Universal Fighting Systems deck-building card game. Uh, okay. Do I have to play my Hadouken against your Psycho Crusher, or what? <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Like, how does this work? Uh, I mean, that's cool. I guess you can have a card with Ryu on it. But, I don't know. I'd rather just use them in Smash Brothers. Uh, I question... Why? <laughs> like, I, I guess they think it's going to make money? I don't know. I had a thought earlier today about what would happen if Disney bought Capcom. That would be pretty cool. <laughs> Why do you say that? Because Infinity 4 would just be called Capcom Edition. It would be all Capcom characters. <laughs> yeah, that would be pretty awesome. Yeah, Ryu in there, just... Kicking butt against uh, like yeah, like superheroes. Yeah, like Ryu, Mega Man, Strider. It'd be great. <laughs> yeah, it'd be awesome. And you have like, little TV versions of the characters and the stupid toys. <laughs> you know, you'd be wanting those toys if they, if if you got them for free. That's if a big you got if. For review, you'd be sitting there. Knowing the source I know, that's a big if. <laughs> right. So didn't send you the one for two pointer. I mean, that's not out yet, so I'll start bugging him. But one Mr. Yeah. John Vignaki, I'll make his name loud and clear. But I'll right. start bugging him, like, next month when it comes out. <laughs> yeah, at the end of, oh yeah, almost a month from now. And he can send me the wrong PR information again, that'd be great. You love that. I love it when they send you like five sheets of stuff, and it's like, okay, I could have just got this from playing ten minutes of the game. But well, his his diabolical plan last year was, he was like, talk to this guy. I think his name's Brian. He's like the head of like PR, I think. And he, he'll get he'll 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 get you straight away. And I was like, well, I talked to that guy last year, and he sent me to a woman. Should I just not talk to him this year and talk to the woman instead? And he was like, go for it, sure. So I, I emailed her, and I got no response. And I talked to my other friend at the company named Matt, and he was like, oh, she left. Oh, well, like, that makes sense. I was like, thanks. <laughs> I, I, I guess it would have been too hard for Johnny to tell me. <laughs> well, did you talk to Brian then? No, because it was like a month afterward when the... All the reviews had already been out. Ah, uh, okay. Wow. 
I haven't talked to John. I haven't talked to Johnny's wife about it, and we had a good laugh. <laughs> nice. Next time, give him the right PR information. This man well, wants to review your game, damn it. He gave me the right one in the first place, but then he steered me wrong the second way. And my goal is to have either one of those two guys in this podcast at some point. We should. Make that happen, Mark. Maybe in, uh, like, a week before the game comes out or something, we can have... Yeah, I'm sure that we do nothing at that time. <laughs> <laughs> so, Never Alone's getting an expansion. If you don't know what this game is, it's that game uh, that has to do with the Eskimos. And you're that little girl and the fox, and you basically try to get through trials while learning stories about the Alaskan tribes and all that. I didn't even know that they were going to be doing ex an expansion, but that's cool. The It's going to be called Neverlone Foxtails. It has three new levels. Is it about Naruto? <laughs> no, but... Not interested. Sorry. <laughs> the game is actually pretty good. One of the be one of the better um, indie games out there for the consoles. So it was free on PS Plus, I think, like a couple months ago. Okay. So I I think you should check it out if it's ever like on a sale or something. I don't know if it's worth fifteen dollars, but you do learn a lot about the the Alaskan people and all that. The, the Eskimos. It's Pretty interesting. So, that game that we were all excited about, Angry Birds 2. Yes, finally. <laughs> I can't stand Angry Birds. That shit can go to hell. <laughs> like, I think, like at its core, it's fine. You know, you know, physics-based like puzzle platform or puzzle game, but like. All the crap surrounding this garbage. Yeah, really. I like the Star Wars one a little bit. Like the stuffed animals or like the TV show or the movie they're trying to make. It's like, no thank you. God, we sold shoes and we couldn't give the damn things away. Well. We put them on like a dollar clearance and people still wouldn't buy them. It was, it was amazing. Like, we had all their clothes and all this stuff. I was like, good lord, no wonder you guys took such a hit. That's, uh, that, that, that's why Kmart is the top retailer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that and, hey, John Cena clothes. That stuff, well, that stuff actually sells. But. And, and no, electronics or, no electronics department anymore. <laughs> no, no electronics department. I think a few still might have those, but I'm not entirely sure. Well, we have a transformer, just no video games. Those aren't important. No, yeah, they're not at all. Those don't sell. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was so stupid. Like, during the holidays, we had no systems because they were pretty much doing away with it. And it was like, y'all couldn't have waited till after the holidays to do that? That just makes no sense. You guys are dumb. I'll put it to you this way. I bought my Rock Band 2 kit new at a Kmart. It was because it was the only place I could find it new. It was about three years ago. Wow. That, that that should tell you something. <laughs> yeah, they still had, I think, original 
they had original versions of WoW and an original version of the Burning Crusade still there. And like some really old ass games like Conquer and What well, is what was, if you ever read the consumerists, they have a great website a great series called like Tales from Walmart where people send in like pictures of like ten year old crap at Walmart that's still on sale. Like you can wow. buy it buy a buy a digital camera that has two two megabytes of flash and takes floppy disks for two hundred dollars. It's like great. Wow, what? I'm sure this will fly what? off the shelf. Why is that still there? Because they will never get rid of it because it's just stock that you know is just on the shelf. Or they get like a 32 megabyte MP3 player for 180 dollars. It's like yeah. Sign me up. Yeah, exactly. Or like Norton Anti-Security 2011 edition. Norton Anti-Security periods. Yeah. <laughs> and they still put it in those computers that make you have to have it. It's so annoying. It's because they get enough money to suck that sucker people in. That's why. Uh, Let's <laughs> do something else. That and McAfee. Those are the two. Oh, McAfee's terrible too. All, all McAfee does pretty much fill you with malware or something. It's, it's terrible. Yeah. So Hulu's apparently considering letting people pay $4 extra on Hulu Plus so you can get it without ads. To which I say... Fuck off. <laughs> why? I, I would say... Uh, fine, I'll, t I'll see you on Amazon or Netflix, thanks. I mean, I don't mind the ads at all, because it's... Basically, they want to make it to where you're still watching TV on Hulu, and it's fine, or whatever, but... But I'm not. I just, like, I, I know. I, I, I'm paying to not watch ads in the first place. Like, I'll give you an example. I was trying to find a Parks and Rec episode, like, two nights ago to watch for... Because I wanted to see, like, a minute of it. And who had it? I had to sign up for it to watch it, which I said, no, thank you. And the second link on Google was on Put Locker for the entire episode, which I just downloaded. It took me a minute and a half. <laughs> <laughs> so way to go, Hulu. You're number one. You would have had to watch, like, three sets of ads before you even got there. Yeah. Plus, they don't like my ad blocker at all, so it's like, no, thank you again. <laughs> yeah, I know, it's just... They've gotten really abusive with the ads. It's like for a, th uh, a comedy now, like a 30-minute show, it's like four ads for every time they take a break. And then like a one-hour show, it's like three ads every time they take a break. It's like, it's a little bit much. I know that, you know, we're spoiled with DVR and everything, but it's just, and I can deal with the ads. It's just, it's too many. And especially they when they cut into the show and everything. I'm curious if they have ads for movies or not. I think they do, but they don't cut in. I think it's like the anime where they show it once, and then that's it. Okay. I haven't really tried to watch a movie on Hulu, because they usually pretty much have the same stuff Netflix does. So. And Netflix is better. <laughs> And apparently Ant-Man, even though it won the weekend, did not do as well as other Marvel movies. It's Ant-Man. You should be happy it made any money. 
Well, I think to be fair, like they really didn't market it the right way. Like it definitely had a lot more Guardians of the Galaxy than it does the other Marvel movies, and they marketed it just like every other Marvel movie. Yeah. So you know, I saw. If you're gonna have Paul Rudd in there, show us more of his comedy stuff than the. He wasn't like joking around though that much in that movie. Yeah. I don't know. I saw it. It was fine. Right, it wasn't anything, you know, off the charts or whatever, but... I'm kind of annoyed about how many people are like, oh, Edgar Wright could have saved this movie, or all that stuff. It's like, he's a fine director, but not everything he touches turns to gold. <laughs> right. I mean, but they kind of did do him some injustice, like taking him out, right, as it was sort of... You know, he pretty much has it all down, and then you take him out of it. Yeah. Like, just look at the world's end. Like, that's a fine movie, but it did not set the world on fire. Yeah, exactly. Well, something that may or may not set the world on fire, Disney is adding the Sword and the Stone to their huge list of live-action... of animated movies they're going to make live-action now. Um... Okay, it's a King Arthur story, so... They'll get, yeah. Ian, they'll get Ian McKellen to play, like, Merlin. <laughs> he would work, but by then, you know, if he's still around. I want, I, screw that, I want a Gargoyles real-life TV series. <laughs> yeah, probably not gonna happen. I, I just... We're pretty much gonna hear about them redoing every single one of their animated movies and live action at one point, I'm sure. I'm sure a song with South is gonna go real well. <laughs> <laughs> they should like re release that. No. That's in the <laughs> that's in their vault releases. somewhere that'll it'll never get out. Even though that song is one of their hit songs that they still play to this day. We can, we can, if, if we ever get Johnny on here, we can ask him when they're going to release a, a level pack for that. He can hang up immediately. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, I think that's it. Like, I don't mind, I guess I don't mind Disney doing, like, the classical, you know, the classical tales. I think Aladdin would be kind of cool, though. I think they are doing Aladdin. Or they're doing a prequel live action to Aladdin. Yeesh. I don't know why, but okay. Because they don't, they don't want to. They can't figure out how to do the genie. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, the genie will still show up at some point in there, I'm sure. Have Gilbert Godfrey come back again. He's not doing anything. <laughs> Alright, so that does it for this week. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at CoopMulti411. You can uh, go listen to us on iTunes or Stitcher or TuneIn Radio, the VOC Nation Radio Network, plenty of other places. Rate and review us, as some of you have. Appreciate it. And to the one guy that complained about the audio quality, I cannot police every, every guest that we have on this show. I'm sorry. If I were to go around and try to get Robert to actually not move around in his chair. 
to, to, to pay attention. <laughs> <laughs> and not fall asleep. So, yeah, that, that about does it for this week, but uh, let's do some plugs, I guess. Uh, my column went up Monday about uh, the top eight PC-only RPGs. Someone pointed out that Shadowfall was on Android and iOS, which they, I don't care. Uh, <laughs> I have a Deception 4 review. Well, I'm working on the game, so we'll see how long that takes. And I have I stuck a startup sh- uh, Sorcerer King, I think that's what it's called on Steam, to see another fun Stardock 4X game, because it's not like they don't make enough of those in the world. Anyway, that's about it for me. <laughs> uh, 4 PC just went up. Um, I think uh, Todd wound up winning. And uh, the game's top five this week. I've still got to figure that out. I probably need to get doing that. <laughs> that's where it, we're starting to run out of. Your, your, great, I, your great email plan for the one week. Well, the email plan's going to work. I just got to actually, you know, get to thinking of the one that I want to make, or the the one I'm going to use. Might have something to do with, uh... oh, that's for next week. Never mind. Damn it. I'll have to find out something. But, uh, yeah, you can, somebody, I don't know who got the one Chinabra review. Oh, Oni Chibra- but... yeah, Oni yeah, somebody did. Somebody Not did. me. I, I pity the poor bastard who has to review that in Godzilla. <laughs> I didn't either, so... I don't know who on the staff... I don't even know really who on the staff has a PS4 besides us two and... Uh, Randall, and he doesn't review games, so... My own Adam does, because he took out a war. <laughs> oh, yeah, Adam, yeah. Well, usually Adam, the ones that he's not reviewing... Those are the ones he sends out for everybody to grab, so... Uh, that Lost Dimension game is coming out in a week, which I'm kind of excited about. It's really weird, really japanese from Atlas. Uh, tactical RPG where you also move around and stuff. It's uh, And also that Hateful Boyfriend game comes out. Uh, the Journey Remaster comes out. So if you never played Journey on the PS3... Now would probably be a good time. Uh, can't go wrong with that. Journey is awesome. Way of the Samurai 4, for God's sakes. Could have, should have stopped at Way of the Samurai 1. Uh, the F1 2015 game. That, you, uh, that might be out already, but I've heard it's Well, the crit- Xbox One version, I think. And it's on Steam, but that's messed up, to say the least. <laughs> <laughs> Ba- like yeah. basically multi like online multiplayer doesn't work and has a memory leak in it. Oh, that's great. Yeah, way to go. And Ninjutsu Nut Jitsu for the PS4. It literally has a bunch of squirrels on the cover. So we're entering in game of the year territory, folks. <laughs> right. Or that zombie army trilogy that he've been waiting for on the PS4. That's that's the game. The, le- right. the Legend of K Anniversary Edition is finally hitting Steam this week. Oh, really? <laughs> you can finally get your PS2 
adventure game, 3D platformer on. Awesome. Yeah, next week is King's Quest coming out, so I'll be excited for that. Oh, that's good. They, it they, be. It's weird. They delisted on Steam the King's Quest Anniversary Collection. Probably because they want people to buy the new game. Probably because most of the that game didn't work in the first place. Oh, um, that also helps. I think it takes six, six of their games and, like, four of them don't work. It's a good job. <laughs> Alright, everybody. Until next week. Later. See you later. Yep.